Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 2nd of September. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast, of course, head on over to our website and you can read the disclaimer there. All right, well, last night, a bit of a wishy-washy night in the US market, at least if you look at the Dow, which closed down 48 points to 35,313, down 0.14%. But we did see NASDAQ heading and the S&P 500 heading again to record highs. A little bit of a flight to quality, a little bit of a defensive tilt, I guess, uh, with uh, technology stocks, especially big cap technology stocks, back in favor. We saw the NASDAQ up 50 points or 0.33% to 15,309. And the S&P 500 in that middle for diddle, barely raising a pulse last night up one point. 45.24, but still, at least it was positive. But uh, US last night dominated by uh, a wishy-washy end, or at least a start to the fall and ahead of the US long weekend this weekend with Labor Day, which does traditionally mark the end of summer. So we are in the dog days, volumes are thin, and uh, there is still the pervading themes continuing in terms of uh, stimulus and uh, COVID, etc. But we did see some ADP job numbers last night, which were a little bit disappointing, and the market waiting for this Friday's big jobs number, which will be closely watched by the Fed, of course, as well. The VIX index fell 2.25%, down to 16.11, which is where it starts to look interesting again. And the S&P SPY futures Uh, dropped 0.23%, 17 points to 7,454. So we're looking at a little bit of a softer opening in store for our markets today. On the commodities front, uh, oil not doing too much on the back of uh, a softly, softly approach from OPEC, uh, continuing with those supply cuts uh, and uh, noting a better than expected outlook as well. But we had Brent crude down four cents, seventy-one fifty-nine, and we had WTI up nine cents to sixty-eight fifty-nine. But the big news was in other commodities, especially an iron ore, as once again we saw the iron ore price punished as China is moving to crimp some of the rises in some of the key commodity stocks that they have got. Uh, Iron ore fell nearly 6%, $9 to 143.55. So that's certainly not going to help our big miners, although some of that fall would have been seen yesterday in our market as well. Gold fell $2.10.12%, 18.16. There we go with the gold price. And in other commodities, we had copper down 2%, nickel down 1.5%, aluminium down one2 zinc down 0.7%, uh, lead had a good day up 0.66%, and tin down 1.2% there. Here you can see the S&P 500 pretty much uh, not doing too much. It's slightly high up for most of the day, but then slipping and sliding towards the close. And those ADP job numbers very much in focus. Also, of course, we've got uh, COVID cases rising in the US and elsewhere as well. And travel bans back in favour <coughs> at with the European Union putting travel bans on US visitors uh, unless it's essential travel. 
Okay, as far as major stories go last night, the stocks were mixed. That ADP data comes to light. On Friday, we've got non-farm payrolls, which is the most important number of the week. And we did see those US mega caps hit an all-time high, defensive stilt, uh, tilt, and OPEC Plus sticks with planned supply hike. The Chinese Kaishin manufacturing swung to a contraction It's the first fall since April 2020, so that is showing uh, the effects, I guess, of some of the COVID uh, lockdowns that they've seen, which has eradicated the Delta variant, and also the fact that uh, they are trying to get things a little bit under control on the political front, and we've seen a crackdown on tech stocks and various other parts of their economy, which no doubt sapping some confidence. Eurozone final manufacturing PMI revised a fraction, South Korean exports grow for 10th consecutive months and a big fall in German retail sales in July. Somewhat unexpected, maybe they're all on holidays. Global supply chains, think could, things could worsen amid potential worker strike at one of Asia's biggest shipping companies. And Google is planning to introduce its own chips for laptops and tablets. As far as our market goes today, not huge amounts of news out this morning at least early we've got housing finance for july we've got the trade balance as well for july and new zealand terms of trade index for q2 that myse the new york stock exchange fang plus index these are the pandemic darlings such as apple and amazon climbed about two percent and we did see the u.s companies adding fewer jobs than anticipated in august adp research institute data showed that amazon though wants to hire 55,000 people 45 40 odd thousand of those jobs to come in the u.s in terms of our stocks overseas last night we had bhp down 0.9 rio managing to eke out a 0.1 percent gain in US dollar terms, that iron ore price falling dramatically around 6.7% according to some uh, sources. Aluminium also slipped back after a Chinese industry group warned about fundamentals. Other stocks of interest to us, we saw Square up 0.07%, so not doing too much. We had Apple up 0.45, Facebook up 0.7, Google up 0.36, and Amazon up 0.24 percent there over in the bond market in the u.s 10 years uh, 1.3 percent australia had a big bounce yesterday on the back of that very firm gdp number of 0.7 percent which came in bigger than anticipated uh, 10-year bonds now in australia yielding 1.24 percent and germany still stuck at negative 0.38%. So you're paying them to look after your money. The API have supplied limited due diligence for West Farmers. So the bid, according to the media reports, is not quite dead yet. $1.38 is the cash bid currently that West Farmers has on the table. And they are still trying to revive talks with API to get that deal over the line. But it does look as if it's waning a little bit. We bit Nano now got into a voluntary suspension. It looked like an overenthusiastic IR release yesterday about a commercial deal with their reram technology. And so they have gone into suspension pending some clarification on that deal. And disability provider APM is lining up the ducks for a float backed by ABS and Credit Suisse. APM is a company owned by private equity. And Canadian pension fund OMAS is looking to buy a billion-dollar portfolio of solar farms in Australia. 
Okay, well, instead of question of the day today, I thought I'd just update all our entrants and all the people interested in the one-stop portfolio competition that we've been running. If you haven't entered already, please head on over to the uh, website and you can enter there. That's whether you're a member or a non-member. We have prizes up for grabs. We've got $3,000 to the best pick from a member and the best performing pick, that is, and $1,500 for a non-member. And here you can see the leaderboard update at the moment. Cunico, K-N-I, is the winning stock at the moment, up with a 39% gain for Icaro. And A-U-N is the second biggest gainer, up 35%. Uh, Edward picking that one. Jeff picking Bowden Coking Coal, BCB, stock that we have talked about in the newsletter, up 33%. And Paladin was Bruce's pick, up 24% so far since he picked it. Uh, Uranium certainly seeing a bit of a renaissance at the moment. We've seen some good rises from Paladin and even Silex, which Jeff picked, and he's up 14% in that one. And Beamtree Holdings doing pretty well. It's up 23% for Phil. BMT, the stock code there, PKS was the former code and one stock that we have had in the small cap portfolio for some time and done extraordinarily well out of. Uh, Rounding out some of the top stocks picked, Tiger's Realm Coal, TIG, Novanix and Renascore Resources, RNU, Imugene, OVN, Aventus Medical and a new stock, Charger Metals, which I don't think has been listed very long. Con picked that one's up 15% so far. So we will give uh, some updates to the leaderboard on the one-stock portfolio. But if you haven't entered already, get on over there and we'd love to uh, get your entry in there. The competition closes, I think it's October the 15th. Well, that's it for today. Thanks very much for listening. Don't forget to head on over to the Facebook discussion group. As always, it's a fantastic group. You can swap ideas, insights, thoughts, ask any questions, no matter how silly they appear. Uh, We don't make any judgments here. Uh, We've got 3,500 members uh, on the group. Members helping members is very much the motto there. And don't forget, sign up for Ask the Analyst next Friday, not tomorrow, next Friday, September the 10th. At 5 p.m., already got about 130 people signed up for that. So it should be another good session. We had over 800 people uh, watching that live and on the recording uh, on the last session we ran. And I will be um, running through five whale stocks that I think have got multi-bagger potentials. You had your chance last time out. Now it's my turn to uh, give you some ideas on multi-baggers. But that's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening and have a great day.